Belting out and singing for his life is where Terrell Carter got his start in church sanctuary. This young kid was trying to escape the harsh realities of his family and his household and the dysfunction that was within it. He would become a young man, get introduced to the right people, start touring, and finally ends up on a Tyler Perry stage for Adidas Slash Union. That's where I was introduced to Terrell, informally. Formerly, Terrell and I met at a Sunday brunch in Hollywood, California. Today, we actually sit down with Terrell and talk about his life, his new book, Problem Child, and where he thinks his music career is going to go. So you guys sit back, relax. Welcome to Swap Sessions with Terrell Carter. I just, you know, I can say that my whole career has always been just ordered, you know, yeah. and just a, pr a promise because the way that things have fallen in line for me, I, I look back now and say, I'm so glad that everything that happened in my origin happened because it needed to be that way so that I won't, not only will I not forget and have so much compassion for people who may be in that situation, but in order for me to have dealt with what I needed to deal with and still stay grounded and not go crazy now, I needed to have all of that happen just to remind me. But, um, you know, I, 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 I looked on the back of an album when I was a kid. It was Ron Wine. It's one of the Wine. It's Ron Wine's Family and Friends 3. And I found this guy's name, uh, Mr. Eric Williams. And um, he was uh, the manager for Commissioned at the time and the Winans, if I'm not mistaken, or just the Winans. And I just mm -hmm. wrote him a, a, a little, little, uh, you know, at the time there was no cell phone, so we were just more texting. I wrote him a little something. And I was like, no, I called. I called the office and told him I'm a young singer in Buffalo, New York, and I'm ready to, you know, stretch my wings. And he was like, okay, um, can you sing something? And I sung over the phone and he says, well, can you get to Detroit? And, um, you know, I remember I had just, just bought this little car and uh, I, I took a car and went up there and I sung for him. And he was like, I want to manage you. And I was at his house. He's like, you can stay here, you know, and it was, he was a member of the Winans Church. And so yeah. uh, that night I went to church with him and his wife and Fred Hammond just so happened to be standing in the back of the church with a guy who was from Buffalo, who used to play for the choirs that I used to sing in. He had gone and started working with Fred Hammond after Fred Hammond started his new group, uh, Radical for Christ. And I saw him in the back and I was like, oh man, Nolan. I know Nolan and I, and I want to meet Fred Hammond and I came and met him. And as I walked back there, Nolan said, oh my God, Terrell would be perfect for Fred Hammond's new group, Radical for Christ. And honestly, I went to the rehearsal with them the next day without telling the guy, Eric Williams, you know, and uh, Fred just gave me the mic to sing. And yeah. once he did, I was, and I knew that that was my chance to be gone from Buffalo, be gone from home, everything. And I sang like that was my last. Like everything. <laughs> like everything. So at that time, that's when I just moved on, you know, and he said, Fred was like, you know, if you want to join this group, I'd love to have you, man. And we'll do whatever we need to do to make it happen. I went back home, packed my car, left, and I haven't, and I've only been back twice. And that was on Medea's Class Reunion and Meet the Browns. Wow. And like you said, it's, it's that it's that order. And I've been having this conversation with a few people. And it's when you when you align yourself and you just have that faith and all you do is like your part. Once you do your part, everything starts clicking. And 
it's it's not as you don't know when it's going to happen, but it's like right. if you just do your part, right? And that's all you need to do, you know. Uh, old people back in the day used to say, "If you make one step, God will make two. I've just found that I just keep stepping. Yeah. I'm not even looking to see how many steps He makes, or if the step is still there when I get ready to step on it. Things have always, even the things that have fallen apart, the times when I thought it, you know, my career would be over because of things that happened in my life or things that I've done or whatever. I realized that it was all part of the plan. I have never just been counted out. I've never just, you know, been yeah. been been demolished and it didn't come back together. And I found that the things that I thought were, uh, you know, that that were would would end me were actually just stepping stones for me to take the next step into the things that I needed. And if they hadn't happened, then 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 the blessings that I do have wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have been there. The first time I was introduced to you was Medea's class reunion. Yeah. And then it's like I feel like since that point, I just keep seeing you on television. It's like you just keep popping back up and it's like Terrell again, and it's just yeah. that. That's how it actually has been for me. Ever since I did uh, the Tyler Perry <laughs> to be a class reunion, it was just like after that, meet the Browns and the other stuff, and then it was yeah. really dire of a mad black woman, you know, and and that really. But 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 those plays, I don't count those plays out. Those plays that were, you know, the huge start to my career. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you starting to enjoy acting as much as singing, or is I singing think, always your thing? You know, singing will always be my number one love. Like, you know, doing I, I'm doing a song now that I'm, I'm starting to do some other other genres of music with other producers and DJs and stuff that I hadn't done before. And the song I'm doing today, you know, is that. And I, I get I got excited about this like it was the first time that I've, I've uh, like it was the first time that I've ever recorded a video again. You know, because because yeah. I'm singing and, and and I've decided at this point in my career that I'm going to do a lot more, do mostly everything that I like love doing and want to do when I do music. You know, like. Yeah. I'm not trying to follow the trends and try to follow what, you know, everyone, you know, I respect everybody that does, you know, anybody that can do what they do and it, and it wins for them, I'm more power to them. But for me, like, I'm a singer and I, and I want to sing and do different things, you know, that, that can go along with what I like to do as well as, yeah. you know, what, 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 what's out there to, to, to. But I, I like the music that I'm doing now. I can't wait for, for everyone to hear this. And you, do you write all your own stuff as well? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, I've written pretty much everything that I've sang, except for the right. songs for Empire. <laughs> Make sure we clear that up. It's <laughs> not that. that. <laughs> you know, but, but, but luckily, um, the the the, uh, the song, especially the song "Born to Love You" that I did on Empire, they put me in a studio by myself and let me sing it the way I wanted to sing it. So yeah. that's why "Born to Love You" is a whole lot different than like the "You You You" and the "Love Is a Drug." You know, they let me go in there and he was like, and I was looking around thinking, this is the first time I'm getting in the studio. There's nobody in here to coach me. Exactly what I need. <laughs> Do what I want. Yes. Done. So are you, are you finding your, your music um, growing with you? Are you finding like, looking back at your old stuff and it's like, that's just not even me anymore. Are you at that point yet? Um, you know what? I, I just feel like music is evolving. I've always been 
the kind of singer that's just been who I am and I do some of whatever, you know, I want to do in the genres of music anyway. I've always been the R&B singer, soul singer anyway, but you know, my music is evolving. I'm doing a little bit of house stuff. I did a couple of remixes that were EDM stuff. You know, I do a lot of festivals. So I want to start doing a lot of that kind of stuff where I can perform there. And I have a lot of friends that go to that stuff and a lot of events yeah. that I'm always at. And I'm like, you know, I have so many DJ friends now that I was like, it's time for me to take advantage of that. So, and and they're losing their minds because you know people don't really sing like this over on this side. So yeah. I'm getting yeah. more more work, you know, on this side than I than I I ever could have imagined to get, you know, in the R&B world. And and with the COVID lockdown, it has actually leveled the playing field for a lot of people. So for myself, you know, I've, I'm I've been working more than I was before. So it, I appreciate it. No, I tell people all the time, like, this is, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. So yeah. it, it sucks that people are getting sick. And I, I mean, that's like, that's definitely the that's downside the curse. of it. I don't yeah. want to see anybody get sick. I don't want to see anybody dying. However, Correct. like the, the other side of it is, you know, the working, the being able to connect with things that you should have connected with a long time ago and, and, and doing some self, you know, work and, and, and just being able to, you know, reach out to people that I love and, you know, to, 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 to just, realize what counts and what really matters that is the upside of it yeah and that's that's the thing it's it's just it's finding the finding the blessing inside of it and if you if you take this time and you actually like reevaluate yourself there's so much you can pull from it absolutely so that's that's amazing all right so tell me about problem child Problem Child is a book about my mom. My mom was 11 years old when she had me. She had one leg amputated at birth. She was special needs. She had her organs uh, that never fully developed. She was only supposed to live to be about 15. And she was being taken care of by my uh, my family, which was through marriage. My mom was, my grandmother had my mom when she married an older man. And the older man she married had, you know, relatives as well. So she, it was like they put the two families together, you know, like people do. However... Right. It was someone from his family that was molesting her, you know, without giving away all of the stuff. But um, she was molested by someone from the family. And um, that's how I was born. And unfortunately, they didn't want to, you know, say who it was because it would have ruined a lot of stuff. A lot of people would went to jail and a lot. of. So I was just this baby who grew up under this cloud of suspicion where people were trying to figure out who, what, why, when and where with this little handicapped girl. And then here's this baby and this, you know, it, it was it, it was just crazy. So Problem Child is about this whole story about my grandmother and my grandfather, my family, you know, my mom and the things that she dealt with. And then me being born under this, you know, umbrella of insane people. Yeah. So when you, when you, when did you find out? I think I was about five or six and it was because I always knew that my mom was my mom, but I knew she was like my sister. And after I got up to be about four or five and we were playing and it was one thing she said to me and I realized I'm smarter than she is. And Mm. this is wrong. I, I remember it broke my heart. I remember it hurt. I remember thinking I have to protect her and not make fun of her. I had to, I have to not ever do anything, you know, that'll make her feel like like a baby she was like a baby to me you know yeah and i knew it and then i realized if that's my mother ain't nobody else's mother like that i just had to it made me start looking at my surroundings and realizing this is just not natural yeah and when you when you get to a point it's like you're old enough to 
address it, um, especially with with black families. Like this ain't stuff we talk about. Right. So it's this, like you said, it's stuff that it tears the family apart. Even though it's wrong, nobody's going to address it. So right. when you get to the age and like the the mentality to say, you know what, I'm going to say something about this because I need to know what's going on. How did your family respond? Well, I never did get to the point where I was going to say anything about it. I didn't. I didn't even have to say anything about it. I, everybody knew, but everybody was just so busy living their own dysfunction in the, the 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 umbrella of dysfunction that we called family at the time that they didn't. You know, you you just lived. There was yeah. no family structure. There was no anything. And after you know, uh, one or two relatives passed away, it got even worse. You know, so we just survived. I survived. You know, yeah. I just I survived under this, 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 this umbrella of, of 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 just some of the worst people in situations that you could you could imagine. You know, and some of it wasn't just heavy. It was some of the smallest things that, when you look back, you think, "Wow." It's so unfortunate that a child or an adult would have to endure that. Like, wouldn't that just yeah. drive you crazy, you know? Right. Is it is it still hard for you now when processing it? Was it was the book like a part of therapeutic for you? No, the book was definitely therapeutic for me. I tell people all the time, a lot of the stuff that I endured as a kid, I was always self-aware. So I wasn't like uh, a person who becomes 21, 22, and then all of a sudden realized that all of these, these horrible things happened to me. I always knew what was going on. Even at 8, 9, 10, and 11, I knew that there were things that were happening that just were not natural, you know, and that were yeah. things that, that, that no kid should have to go through. However, I just dealt with them. You know, but writing this book, I had already forgiven everybody because I had to learn how to just survive and move on in, in my own life. But I forgave people from the way that I felt about them. When I wrote this book, I started writing about my about people like my father in the first person. And I realized, yes, I, I hate what he did to my mom. I hate all that, right. all of that. But I understood him being this 23-year-old young man who everyone thought he was amazing. You know, he was hot. He was sexy. He was this, he was that. And then he had raped this, molested this girl, which he shouldn't have. And I'm not a condoning it. But then she gets pregnant when he didn't think, you know, he didn't even think. And it's like, have you ever, every, every, everybody's done some things that they would hate it for anybody to ever find out. And you right. think, what am I going to do now from that standpoint? And, and, and if he, and, and the other, other, other side to it is if he hadn't done it, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, there right. was times when I had to start, I forgave him from his fear as well, you know, and, yeah. and it changed a lot about me. You know, it, it healed me in so many different ways of, instead of saying, I forgive you, but I got this animosity towards anybody that even reminds me of, you know, because that's how I felt. Yeah. But I yeah. forgave him. And then I realized how how imperfect I was and how many things that I didn't, you know, I had done in my life that I would, would have would have hated if it had put me in that position. So, you know, this book was definitely a healing process from not only me, but not only the people that I'm writing this for, but it was a healing process for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Are, do you still have a relationship with your father? Everyone in this book is dead except for one person, and that's my cousin. I have a sister, but her and I are not not close, and it's basically because of the dysfunction, you know, and right. the generational curses. Was it? Did that make it easier to do the book? Um, yes and no. There were certain people in the book that I wanted to, you know, that I would have loved for them to be here to see you know, what I'm saying and what I'm doing, you know, but then, you know, it is easier to write about people that know that they're not going to read it. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, to know that they're not going to read it, to know that they're not going to be like hurt, you know, because even though, you know, some some of these people have done things, it's just like I said, you know, there are things that, they're may, you know, in our, all of our past that you wouldn't want somebody to write about, you know, yeah. and now you're right. in your 80s. Right. You know, and it, it almost, again, it's just that 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 mentality that even at this age, if they were alive and you're in your 80s, it's now that's what you're known for. So right. the other 80 years of your life no longer matters because this is what you did. What do you what do you want to come from the book being out? Is it just telling your story or do you want to like try to push other people to tell their stories, push people to be more vulnerable? What do you, what do you want the outcome from this to be? I want all of the above. For the reason that I'm telling this story is because I want all of the above. I want people to be able to open up and tell their stories, especially African-American men. Like you said, we're very, we're, it's very rare and, 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 and it's not very popular in the African-American community for anybody, especially black men, to be vulnerable, to be open, to talk about molestation, to talk about the things that they've dealt with and went through. You know, um, it's just so many, it's so many, you know, people in, in, um, our communities and other communities too you know we live in the world you know and i know that yeah. uh, you know in the last months we've seen so many things happen in our communities and and, and and our but we've been seeing that all our lives you know and we Correct. understand that like when i was a kid i didn't know anything about agt and, and going to see a therapist and all of that you was just crazy and you got your ass whooped and you went home <laughs> and you went to bed that was it you know what i'm saying that was it it was it was never it was never any of that other stuff. And then it's unfortunate because we do have a side of that stuff that we need to talk about. You know, there are things yeah. that are deeply rooted in our communities that cannot let us seem to get past them. You know, you can't get past them in your lives unless you start talking about them, unless we start not being embarrassed about them, unless, you know, being you can be a man and still talk about the fact that somebody like molested you or treated you a certain way, or you feel this way, or you're having these feelings or something's wrong here. You know, I've never had a problem being the kind of guy who's like, like, when I understand me, I don't mind it being this is what it is. I don't care what it is. I'm all Terrell Carter right. has always done what Terrell Carter wanted to do. And I mean that by saying, like, I, I've had people wonder, you know, who is that? And uh, who is that? Is that your friend? And why are you around these people? Is that who you're dating? Or what are you dating? Are you dating the guys? Are you dating girls? Do you like this? Do you like that? I'm doing whatever it is that my heart desires, whatever that, 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 that helps me go through this life, whatever I feel like is natural and right for me, that's what I'm doing. And you don't owe that explanation to anybody. You know, and it may be, and it may be this today. It might be that tomorrow. I've had things happen in my life, you know. But whatever the case is, I want to be that vessel for young people to look at and say, "That man right there is an example for me to say, stand up and do what you need to do for you." Especially in that, I do everything else for so many other people. So why wouldn't yeah. I do the things that I need to do in my own life for me? And you know what? There's there's a there's a piece that comes with that because it's when you stop focusing on getting the approval of everyone else family friends strangers associated and you just focus on you and what makes you happy and what makes you feel good and what makes your heart smile there's a peace that comes with that it it, it takes away a lot of the stresses in life and yeah, it if oh no it takes away a lot of them and a lot yeah. of times the stresses that you have in life that you think that you think you can't beat and you can't fight are 
stress is because you're basing them on what other people are thinking and what they tell you. And uh, and and I heard someone say one time when you know when you're like, oh my God, I, you know, I know they're going to be talking about me, and I know that. First of all, if you knew how little they did talk about you, if you knew that the people that you're thinking that are really talking and thinking about you and creating all of these things, if you knew how many times and how quick it was and how much they don't really care and don't think about you, you would right. say to yourself. You know what? I can stand hearing my name once or twice or reading a tabloid here or maybe this or being in school and somebody said this, that and the other. If if that's all it is, because I realize that's really all it is. And, mm -hmm. and and it may be on me and for these three, four days as an artist, it may be on me, you know, the bloggers may say this, they say that, but they're going to move on. And yeah. if, if I got to endure that to still stand and say, I'm going to do Terrell Carter, then that's what I'm going to do. Because the peace of mind that I get from that, the stress relief that I get from that, I can deal with my problems when I realize that they're not everything and that everybody doesn't isn't involved. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It, 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 it's just living your truth. Living and allowing your truth, your truth. Whatever that is. Allowing that to be what it is. Whatever that is. You owe nobody an explanation. Some, sometimes you don't even owe yourself one until you figure your own truth out. And what your truth may is today may be something different tomorrow. So I don't need to sit and say what it is today. And your boundaries are different than mine. Your opinions are different than mine. People's opinion is based on their experience. So if you tell me what you think something about my life, how can you, if you've never been all over the world, how can you tell me that I don't like and shouldn't like Greek people if you've never been to Greece and had the, the relationship I have had with some people from, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. And I've learned to live my life. That's, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. So tell me about this video you're about to shoot. I'm about to shoot this video. I'm so excited. Um, I'm here. Here, uh, we're, we're getting, I'm just on the basketball court because this is just and they got the trampoline here and everything. We have events <laughs> here all the time. Um, it's ironically the lawyer that do, do Empire um, live okay. here. But they also always they're like my family. They are my family. So I always come here and we all relax and stuff. And, and it's up in Bel Air. We have a um, we're shooting this video and this music video is called Hero. It's, and it's going to okay. be coming out in December. It's going to be like around the New Year's, uh, like a New Year's song almost. But it's a song called Hero. And it talks about, you know, the things that we've been dealing with recently, you know, in, in the news and stuff. But it, it, it's more about about how how we can encourage each other, lift each other up. You know, and the hook is, yeah. you know, it's, it's like me telling you, uh, encouraging you and talking to you and everything. But the moment that I'm doing that, the way you look back at me and when you understand and believe it and, and I see you doing better, the song says you were the hero that I needed, even though I'm mm. encouraging you. When I told you, I could see it. You understand? It was like you were the hero yeah. I needed. But when I told you about your encouraging thing and, and it started working on you, I realized I could do the same. Sometimes you forget until you see why wow, it's even working in your life. You know, um, I looked at you and you believed it I, I looked at you and then i believed it watching you do you know it's, it's just such a great song and and, and, nice and it's basically called it's called hero and it's all about encouragement and lifting each other up and the end goes out and it's and it's up tempo it's going to be a party song and it's and it's that so i'm excited about it no i can't wait to hear it man i can't wait to hear it oh but yeah and i'm singing on it too because they let me sing sang, sang, on it. Yes, sang I sang it. it. it's funny i did the first pass and i was trying to do it with you know a little bit more conservative and i did some things and, and one producer came in and it was funny um, and, and and he came and he says dude the reason that we really want you know you on there you, you to do this is because you sang 
and you ain't singing on this song. And it's like, I said, well, I didn't want to come in here and do too much. He's like, I want you to tear this song up. And I want people to feel like, you know, that that a hero is coming in. And and in and this and this 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 year of 2020, we definitely need a hero. And yeah. the hero is, is within each other of encouragement and lifting you up and me seeing you do better and you seeing me do better. You know, it's like I can believe that this will be all right when I'm watching after I done told you it's going to be all right. And I look and, and you over there doing better than you were before. Like, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Um, quick question. Is there anybody that you would love to do a song with that you haven't yet? Karen Clark Sheard, of course. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, now you, you a great singer and we love your voice, <laughs> but you better bring your A game to go on, to get on stage with her. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you, That's my you, favorite. You better bring it. Her, when I tell, when I talk to Karen and I'm like, uh, I text her a lot about, I was like, Karen, I, before I go off this, I got to do something with you or I'll send her. I did a, um, um, a tribute to the Clark sisters. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard it. It's a song. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. It's on my Carlitos Rain album. But I did for the love of the people and Jesus is a love song. As a remake, okay. have you heard it? I haven't yet. But I'm gonna listen to this when you get off the phone. Go listen to that. And then and then send me a message. But I'll, I, I'll do I, uh, that. I, I sent it. Karen sent me a message back, and she was like, "You my vocal teacher." I said, "To hear Karen <laughs> Clark, the person that I have studied." from a kid tell me right I'm not, I was like Karen Clark Sheard you are the best singer I've ever heard in my life see hero inspires you with fire my her. hero right 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 right, right. And she, you know, she's so, so 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 sweet and so amazing but yeah I'll Karen yeah perfect and I'm just excited about so many things that are happening, but I'm excited to know that I've connected with people in a way that I never thought I would connect with them. You know, I thought that singing and acting and all of that modeling and stuff was my claim to fame and everything that I thought that was my gifts right there. But my gift is healing and, and being connected to people and healing myself and healing others. But my story, this story was something that was given to me, given to me as such a gift. And a lady asked me, and, this, and then I'll let you go. A lady asked me, you know, with the cards that you were dealt, how can you wake up every morning and continue to have and be be motivated i said it wasn't the cards that i was dealt look at the cards that i was left to play with and that's what i'm grateful for terrell carter's interview reminds me that you truly don't know someone until you speak to them for yourself you don't know anyone's backstory you don't know their history you don't know why they do things they do you don't know why they're passionate about things they're passionate about you find that out when you speak to people so Terrell reminded me to just live my life for myself. Do what makes me happy. Keep pushing for my purpose. Keep pushing for my passions. Keep God first. Important things that we always hear, but we never really put fully into place. If you truly understood how little people were worried about you, think about how your life would be. We make a lot of decisions based on society and doing things for social media so that we can gain followers and gain likes and gain friends that aren't really our friends. What would happen if you truly did what made you happy, not worrying about anybody else's reaction? I think that's what I want to walk away from this conversation with. So moving forward, that's what we'll do. You can follow Terrell at Terrell Music 
his Instagram is going to pop up right here somewhere. And his book is going to be available on Barnes and & Noble. And that link is going to be in the bio section down below. As always, y'all stay blessed, stay safe, and stay suave.